0: Hi everyone! Thank you for tuning into Unapologetically Different podcast. This is season four, episode thirty-one. I'm your co-host Key,
1: and I'm your co-host Coach B.
0: We have a very special guest on our show today. It's Ashley Hall. She's the founder Hi. of. <laughs> she's the founder of Curls for the Girls blog, and she's a Bronx native. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so that's already a plus. Um, so she's a social media influencer, changing the way we view natural hair and beauty one selfie at a time. That's me. As a tagline from your former <laughs> website that you had. Ashley and I both attended Syracuse University, and I'm extremely proud of the work that you're doing and your glow up. I see you, and I respect the work you. that you're doing, and I'm just so happy to have you a part of our show. Thank and you. Let I'm our... excited
2: to be here. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and let our audience get an insight into who you are and what you, what your brand is and everything of that sort. And I see you making money moves. So that's a plus. (laughs) So while attending Syracuse University, did you ever consider this career path? And when did you decide this is what you wanted to do?
2: No, honestly. Um, The funny thing is initially when I started blogging, it was as a hobby. Mm -hmm. Like it started as a hobby. And then I would say 2015 was when I kind of like, did a complete switch and revamped everything. And I was like, all right, I see girls that I'm looking up to that are making money and I know that they're making money. So I'm like, what am I gonna do in order to get there to working with these brands that I love? And then 2016, I had a conversation with the woman who is now my manager and she was, I paid for the conversation, I'll say that. I paid to have this conversation to get this insight. And, um, she was like, you know, this is what you need to do. You need to be posting at least two to three photos a day. And this was before I even hit 10,000 followers. So I had to post at least two to three photos a day. She said, I don't care if you're standing on a train platform and a light is hitting you, you need to post a photo, <laughs> okay. um, two to three photos a day. And it was making sure that I was getting reposted by these other big hair pages. And she said, you need to become a familiar face. And then, um, once I had that conversation that was in, I think February, March of 2016, By May 31st, I hit 10K. And then from there, it's just been like I hit the ground running. Okay. Damn. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And right now you have about 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. Which is terrible. Uh (laughs) Which
2: is terribly low.
1: And over (laughs) 43,000 followers on Instagram. So like, does that level of popularity, can it be overwhelming at times? Like you said, you hit the ground running and it's just been that upward mobility ever since then. So how do you deal with that?
2: I'm still not used to it. Um, I still feel like I'm, I'm very much grounded and I'm still very much myself. And I tell people, you know, if you ever see me in the street, please say hi, don't Mm -hmm. be afraid. Um, but I still, like I said, I'm still not used to it 100%. And part of it is like, if I am out in the street, my boyfriend or anyone that I'm with is more likely to notice something other than me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just walking tunnel vision. And he's just like, they
1: like your hair. (laughs) (laughs) They like your
2: hair. I'm like. Who, 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 And he's like, them girls right there. And they would be like little girls and stuff yeah. like, or women that are my age. And they're like, oh my God, I love her hair, mm-hmm. I love this. And I'm just like oblivious to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm still not used to it. And I feel like I need to somewhat get used to it because this is what, you know, this is what I do. Like, this is what I'm trying to do. So I feel like, I don't know. I'm I'm still not used to it. Like I don't know.
1: That that's funny. That was the first thing I said when we met. I was like, "I love your hair." Like,
0: <laughs> thank you. It's thank, still, you. It's Her crown. thank you. lit. am Right. Um, what are your short-term and long-term goals in this profession?
2: Short-term, right now, I need to at least hit 10k on YouTube like tomorrow. So, guys, <laughs> if you want to make that happen, like right away, right away. <laughs> um, that's probably short-term, and um. I definitely need to at least hit 100K on uh, Insta, hopefully by the end of the year. It's a lot of work and it can be done because I see it happen all the time. So I need to at least make that happen for myself. Long term is to definitely I would love to collab with a brand that I love. Um, and I definitely want to be able to, to live off of what I'm doing. It's like I'm not doing too bad right now, but it can definitely be better. Okay. Um,
1: Yeah. And you said it, a lot of work involved. Like, Can you give us some insight of what a typical day looks like for you?
2: So a typical day is, let's say I get up around 730. That gives me about 15 minutes to lay in bed. (laughs) so i get up i feed my two kids i have a cat and a dog um (laughs) what are their
1: names
2: (laughs) chloe is my little baby she's the girl dog Mm -hmm. Um, and mason is the boy he's very bad very mischievous Mm -hmm. i feed my kids and then if weather permitting i take chloe out for a walk depending on how she feels that can be anywhere from 10 minutes to 25 okay then after that i come back in i check my email i check Normally, within that excuse me, that 15 minutes of me laying in bed, I'm on Instagram already. Okay. And I'm just scrolling to see what it is that I missed, what's happening, and who has already started their post for the day so I know what I'm up against for the most part. Then, like I said, I come back in, I check my email, and this can go on. It depends on how many emails that I have, whether it's me getting a response out or... Just making sure that I'm jotting something down. Then from there, it's I try to get my first Instagram post up anywhere from about 8.15 to 8.45. Within that time frame, I'm normally good, especially between 30 and 45. Anything earlier can be hit or miss. Anything later is definitely hit or miss. Um, and then from there, it just depends on what it is that I have to do. So if I have an event to go to... Then I'm normally getting ready for the event. Other than that, I'm just planning out content, booking a photo shoot, or possibly recording. Okay.
0: And what is your most challenging moment in blogging so far or on this journey?
2: Is knowing when to take a break. Like I said, with what I do, this is a 24-7 job for the most part. I, I don't shut off. Okay. So it's like I wake up in the morning. The first thing I'm doing is looking at my phone. Until I fall out at night, I'm on the phone. Or I'm on a computer, whatever it is. So for me, it's just knowing when to step away and say, hey, you need two days or you need to take a break. And it wasn't until I think I crashed at the end of 2016. I was like, all right, you need to like figure out when you can actually step away and just, you know, lay in bed, not look at a phone, not respond to an email Mm -hmm. just so that I can maintain my sanity. Okay. So
1: So like on the other end of that spectrum, like what's like your, your proudest moment?
2: Hmm. my proudest moment so far I would have to say working with Maybelline that was probably my proudest moment because it was a brand that when I first got into makeup when I was in high school that's what I wore like, um, that was a brand <laughs> that I first started wearing when I first got into makeup in high school and then to actually see it come full circle and now you know it's a nice car waiting yeah. for me outside <laughs> to you know have this photo shoot and I'm actually applying my own makeup on set for this project. That was probably my proudest accomplishment thus far. Wow, that's
0: good. Thank you, thank you. It's really, really good. Thank you. And in regards to that, like who do you look up
2: to in this industry? Oh, I love Jackie Ina. Okay. I love Jackie Ina, uh Shayla, makeup Shayla.
0: Okay.
2: Patrick Starr is also a very big one for me. And I've met Patrick twice. The first time, he actually thought he knew me. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. Already. Off <laughs> the I was like, wait a minute. Um, so that was the first um, interaction with him. And I had a really nice conversation with him. And he actually made a video for my mom, who's also a fan of his. Okay. And then my second That's interaction sweet. was for his actual makeup collaboration with MAC. And I stepped over to take a photo. He was like, well, I already know who you are. Last time I saw you, your hair was blonde. I was like... (laughs) He He was like, yeah, girl, i follow you on Twitter. We good. I was like... <laughs> know me yes so um jackie Ina, shayla patrick star i think those are my top three and then there are other ones that you know i love like karen she goes by i love sarahi i believe her name is i love her as well but mm-hmm. jackie Ina, shayla patrick star definitely my top three
0: and why are they your top three
2: jackie Ina is just raw as fuck um she's like the epitome of black girl magic she does not hold her tongue when she likes something she likes and when she doesn't she does it shayla is also another black woman making strides in um the beauty industry okay. and she actually did a collab with maybelline so she's goals and patrick Starr is just like his story for one is very inspiring he used to work at Mac, so to now work with a brand like that, to work at a brand like that, excuse me, and now work with them on your own collaboration project is just big in itself. And he's very humble and he's still very personable. So like I said, the interactions that I had with him were bomb.
0: Okay. Um, And outside of those people, like what and who else may like motivate you to continue? Beyonce. (laughs) Beyonce.
2: The queen. But aside from that, um, my mom especially, she's very supportive of what I do. My sister... Um, she's always like, anytime I post something, I'm guaranteed to get a text message, yes! <laughs> like screaming and my boyfriend as well. He's very like, you got this, you can do this. Okay. That kind of, that kind of thing.
0: All right, cool. And then I know you spoke more so about the woman that you look up to who mm-hmm. are women of color in this industry mm-hmm. and how important it is to have that. Um, in regards to Rihanna dropping her Fenty Beauty line, mm-hmm. what was your reaction
2: that. Yes, bitch. It's like... This is why I like Ashley. She keeps it 100. (laughs) Like, Rihanna is... I feel like anytime you see Rihanna on a red carpet, she looks bomb. Of course. Her makeup is always just so well put together, so now you have... This woman who always looks flawless on a red carpet is now coming out with her own collection. That's 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 crazy in itself. Yeah. Like, so when she dropped, it was like I already knew what I was purchasing. <laughs> I stayed up. It's like I took a nap and then I woke up at like 2 30 to get the computer ready, to make sure I was charged, to get on the website mm-hmm. to order my stuff. I that first when she first dropped, I probably ordered anywhere from like two to three hundred dollars worth of stuff. Wow. I was, like, I knew what I was going in for.
0: That black girl magic support right there. <laughs> I knew what I was
2: going in for. So, like I said, I, I took my nap, I got up, and I made my purchases. And I went back in and bought more stuff after.
0: And what do you think is so different about what she's putting out there than the what's that's already on the market?
2: The inclusivity from from Jump. Okay. It's like this woman who, you know, granted, she is a fashion icon as well, but this woman is coming from music. And is coming into an industry where you know people are there are brands that have been out here that are supposed to know what they're supposed yeah. to drop on their first launch. So for this woman to drop her her collection with forty foundation shades, and then they have multiple undertones to fit everyone in the spectrum, it's like, like what is everybody yeah. else doing? Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: That's very true. So that kind of leads me into the next question, which it seems like you kind of answered already. But mm. do you believe black women are properly represented in the beauty industry?
2: No. Even with Rihanna dropping her, on it's her? like Rihanna's one person. This is true. So it's like you have other brands who, like I said, have been around for years longer than Rihanna, who should have had these these kinds of drops and like. Making sure that everyone that purchases their products has something to purchase. Um, Black women, I believe, have the highest spending power in cosmetics. So why is it that a woman... I'm not saying myself per se because I'm still on the lighter end of the spectrum. So there are times that I luck up. But women who are darker than me, why is it that there's nothing for them on the shelf?
0: Basically. Or
2: they have to purchase this foundation this one and mix it and hopefully find something that's going to work
0: and not have that ashy undertone
2: and not have the ash (laughs) looking like big
0: grayish,
2: because it'd be so gray looking like a hot ass (laughs) mess exactly
0: no it's true and i'm glad that you spoke to that you know you are light skin so Mm. for you do you find it what is your experience like finding stuff for yourself that fits your complexion like do you have a hard time sometimes or is it always easy for you Because people may have that perception like, oh, you got it easy. You don't Mm got to worry about nothing.
2: It's not always easy because then there are some products where I'm in between and it's either the shade that's too light or it's the one shade that I know is way too dark. Okay. So it's either that aspect of it or my shade is like the darkest one in the collection. Okay. Or I'm two shades before the final two shades, which are supposed to be the darkest in the collection. So it's like there's t- sometimes that it is easy. And then there are other times where I have to buy two or three to mix it and hopef- hope that I'm going to get my actual match okay, or something like that. But I don't always have it easy. And then there are sometimes, like I said, I can go on and I can look at something. And I go, oh, I know that one is mine. Mm-hmm. I know that's going to fit me. Okay. So like someone else, of course, who is darker than me, doesn't have that luxury.
0: And how do you, can you explain a little bit, About the process of finding something that fits your complexion because I mean, Pierre, he don't know shit. We looking at you, we looking at you, we just chilling.
1: I learned learned a lot today. (laughs) I know what full glam is now.
0: Okay. I'm I'm basically a professional. (laughs) Let's see how long that's going to (laughs) last. But just to kind of give an understanding, especially to our male audience, like how do you go about knowing what matches for you so we have an understanding of it, especially for women who are not even dabbling to makeup just yet?
2: So, when it comes to matching, I always tell people, look at your jawline, your neck, and the center of your chest.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Aside from those three places, you also want to look at your undertone. And the way a lot of brands figure undertone is, for cool, I believe it's your veins are like blue or something like that, and you burn easily. Okay. If you're neutral, it's like your veins, they either look blue or green, and You may burn at first, but then you'll tan after. Okay. Um, Or gold or silver jewelry looks good on you. I believe cool, it's only silver. Then it's like for warm, it's like your veins look a lot greener and you tan very easily. Yeah, you tan very easily and gold jewelry looks the best on you. Okay. So with those three things, as well as, like I said, looking at your jawline, your neck, and the center of your chest is how you best figure out what's going to match for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody is ever really one complexion from their face down to the center of their chest. So I always tell people jawline, your neck, and center of your chest are your best bets for getting the closest match to what's going to look the most natural.
1: So. What would you say to women who are scared to wear makeup because they fear it might be damaging to their skin?
2: Don't. With anything, it's Uh like even skincare, you have to figure out what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. Sometimes it is trial and error. Sometimes it is asking the right questions or looking at YouTube videos and looking at trying to find someone that looks like you for the most part um, and trying to make your guesstimates from there. So for me, it's like I'm an oily skin type, a little bit acne prone, but for me, it's like I focus on oil control. So I already know off the bat, me applying something that's going to be dewy, which is going to make me look glowy, is not the best thing for me. I'm going to look like I slapped myself in the face with oil. (laughs) So me, I prefer mattifying Primer, mattifying, foundation, and I always set with a ton of powder.
0: Okay.
2: Um. So I know that's going to work best for me. So it's a matter of trying to figure out your skin type, I feel like, is the first thing that you want to look at and how you take care of your skin. Okay. So making sure that you're cleansing your skin properly and moisturizing. Oily skin people, we need moisture too. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that. But um, it's looking at your skin type and then figuring out what's going to work best for you from there. Okay. Got it.
0: And, um, what would you say in terms of like someone who's starting, I mean, you provided ample information, mm. but if you're starting out and you are going to branch off to use makeup, like, what would you say? Like for starters, when they come in, cause I know with natural hair, mm. I was like a product junkie oh, and, everything. and makeup. I'm like, mm, I'm kind of on it, but not too much. But mm. like for someone who's coming into it, like, what would you say would be like a simple inexpensive way to start off and at least they're building up as they go?
2: I would say go to your drugstore. I feel like that's the, the best and the easiest option because it's very inexpensive. Okay. Versus jumping in both feet full-fledged and purchasing a $50 foundation. Okay. It's like you purchase a foundation that's 7 8 maybe 10 $11 the most. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you work your way up from there. I feel like... You know, using your drugstore makeup is a great way to practice because, of course, if you run out of something, then it's easier to replace than $50 foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say drugstore and figure out what kind of finish you want with your foundation or your makeup, whatever it is. Um, if you like natural, if you like matte, if you like glow, you know, to look glowy, things like that, you figure those things out and then you go from there. Okay. But I always say like, go to your drugstore first because you're going to find really good quality products for a lower price.
0: And what would you suggest as like your go-to drugstore
2: for you? I love Maybelline. Okay. Um, Maybelline's definitely one. Covergirl is really good as well. NYX. Black Opal as well. And I feel like I feel like those are the ones that I gravitate to the most because that's a majority of what I have. Okay.
1: That that shows you how like I, I'm I was just lost for- <laughs> when, when you said drugstore, I'm like Dwayne Reed, C V S. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh
2: Dwayne Reed, C V S, um, Target, Walmart, Walgreens. But I
0: feel like some of them, um, some of the drugstores, some may have more than others. others. So that's why for me, let me just clarify with a question. Like, which one is your go-to that ha- encompasses everything that you really
2: want? Oh, makeup buys. Like, yeah. what drugstore? Yeah. I usually go to Target first because I find that Target has the lower price point than anyone else. It's right. like, I'm, I always make a note. It's like, I'll go to store-to-store and see what they have, and then I match prices from there. I always find that Dwayne Reed items cost a little bit more. Of co- yeah, that's Dwayne true. Reed costs a little bit more. This is true. Whereas if I go to Target, I can buy like eyelash glue for like four dollars. Where Dwayne Reed'll have it for five and six. Okay. So it's like, granted, I'm saving two dollars. Two dollars is two dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Target. Um, where else do I normally go? You go to CVS. Once in a while, and CVS is usually my last resort. Okay. Um, but the CVS by me has a really good. Um, selection of items so i know that if i'm looking for something like i said if it's my last option nine times out of ten i'm gonna find it in my cvs but also depending on where you live Mm -hmm. will um vary with like the shades that you find as well so like for me i live in a community that is latino black a lot of african um communities Mm -hmm. as well so i know that i'm gonna find a lot of shades that are medium to deep dark Okay. Whereas I have another friend who might go somewhere else in her area. She only has light shades. Okay. So I feel like when you know your area and know what you can find in those specific areas, you'll better be able to find, you know, a better selection of what's going to work for you as well.
0: All right, cool. So I'm going to dab a little bit into the natural hair product stuff. Cause you know, I'm oh, a fan girl. of that. And I'm loving the crown. Oh. <sighs> So what hair products do you use per season? Because for those of you who are natural hair, you can't use the same products all throughout because the season definitely affects your hair. Depending on what kind of type you have, at
2: least I'm I don't. The same. <laughs> do you girl, switch it up? No. Use the I same use thing? the same things all year round. Really? I just might switch the order of it. Or I might use less of, less of something, okay. but I generally use the same products all year round. All
0: right, what products? You um,
2: use? I love TGIN. I love Bumble and Bumble, curls. The Blueberry Bliss line is like bay Curls is good. I like that gel. That blueberry, that blueberry <laughs> Bliss line. That's like a mouthful, but it is so good. That's definitely one of my favorite lines as well. But um, TGIN, Bumble and Bumble, curls, Blueberry Bliss um i'm trying to think of what my product bin looks like at home because i have them separated by favorites it okay. sounds crazy but i have them separated by favorites i got you it ain't um, crazy to me it's
0: fine
2: by may beautiful has some really good products as well i love the inspire line mm-hmm. and mizani true textures is really good plus that 25 miracle milk okay bruh okay that's life changing <laughs> um cream like of nature name. has some really good products as well they do I think that's it. Are you the
0: type to use all like... Well, for those of you, let me make a correction. Some people do change up their products per season. Others, as Ashley can use it throughout. I follow Curly Nikki online, so in terms of what products she uses. And I know she changes changes it around (laughs) from time to time. So I'm just kind of putting that out there. But it depends. I would definitely say if you are natural, find out what your hair type is and what products you should be utilizing.
2: I'm going to correct you real quick. Go ahead. Don't think so much about hair type. It's more so porosity, density, and strand thickness. Hair typing puts you in a box, and we all know that there's not, there's not a correct way to really do natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to focus on your porosity. That's how well your hair accepts and retains moisture or lets it go. Uh, density is how many strands of hair you have. I believe it's per square inch. And strand thickness is fine if your uh, strand is smaller than a thread normal if it's the same size and thick if it's bigger than an actual
0: thread. All right, cool.
1: I, I just got... <laughs> I, just I like re- you for
2: correcting me. I'm
0: just trying to figure out now, how do you get to get figured out all of that
2: in a posting? again? Um, because
0: hair type is a quick one, two, three...
2: essentially people think of hair typing and then they go into well me and you have the same hair type so why don't the products you use work for me okay
0: i see where you're going with that
2: and it's not gonna work if i have normal porosity and you have low porosity
0: okay
2: um if i have uh fine strands and you have thick strands okay if you have a normal or low density and not have a high density okay. so the amount of products that i'm using and the way that i'm applying them is going to be completely different okay. than somebody else okay. who thinks that they that we have the same hair type
0: and how would you go about finding out all of those components
2: so for uh, strand thickness you just take a strand of hair mm-hmm. you get a thread and you measure it um if the hair is the same size as a thread then it's normal if the strand is thicker than thread then it's thick If it is smaller than the actual thread, then it's fine. So me, I have fine hair. Uh, Density is, like I said, how much hair you have per square inch. Normally, you can look at your head and tell how thick your hair is. Um, So for me, like I said, I have really dense hair. Um, then there are some people who might have thick strands, but they have like a thinner, yeah. like a lower density. Okay. Um, and porosity is how well your hair accepts and retains moisture. Does, when you wet your hair, does the water soak up easily or does it take a while? Okay. Um, a, a lot of people also like to do like the strand test where they take like room temperature water, they drop a strand in and mm-hmm. see whether it sinks, floats, or stays in the middle. Okay. So if it stays on top, it is high porosity if it floats to the middle it's normal if it sinks to the bottom I believe it's low because it takes too long or something like that and I think the high and the low might be switched okay. I am not. Ex- yeah, I was just
1: about to say oh! that. I, got mad. I literally been holding this in you know for the something. longest okay. I, I, I've actually like I've been wanting to grow out my hair and my little brother mm. he's been like really growing his hair mm. out and he told me you gotta find out what kind of porosity your hair yeah. has and he was like he told me to do the, the water strength. test yeah. he was like when it's low porosity water does doesn't really it doesn't get in, get in So it sits on top yeah, of it. Um, yeah, so you
2: have to have, wow. like, for people that have low porosity hair, you need a heat source if you're going mm. to deep condition. Okay. Because you have to open, you have to look, he's dancing. I am that. I'm like, let's get it. <laughs> he, but you He's have like, to, I can relate now, right? I'm about
1: to, <laughs> to, like, to shoot a video on that next.
2: <laughs> but, like, for low porosity, you need a heat source because you have to open up the cuticle in order to get everything in. Okay. So you need you need to help it basically whereas high porosity when i was blonde okay i was high porosity so water was getting in there quick but just as quick as it was getting in there it, it was, was leaving it. okay so it's like you have to figure that out and then you'll be able to better determine what's going to work also with that it helps me with the amount of product that i apply okay so like with me having dense density um fine strands and somewhat normal porosity now because I've changed the the color. Um, I can apply a lightweight product, but I have to apply a lot of it or I apply a heavy product and apply less of it. Okay. So that, but I feel like, you know, once you start doing these things, you, you better understand like, and you look at your hair and you see what works and what doesn't work. Like for me, I know if I applied a super heavy cream, I'm not going to have the amount of volume that I want because it's weighed down. Yes. Um, But if I apply something that's lightweight and I don't apply enough of it, I'm going to have frizz or it's just going to be a mess.
0: If it's like humidity too. Yeah. It's going to cause it to puff up. Yep. Now, I appreciate you correcting me on that because oftentimes, like, with the natural hair, I try to do as much as I can. Mm -hmm. But, like, the understanding of it when I came into it and really Mm try to understand it is like... You need to know the hair types and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so I'm glad same you. Same thing when I
2: got in. I'm glad you
0: added an extra layer of what you mm-hmm. really need to know. But my thing is like, so for me, like this part of my head, like the top part, is like looser curls, and the back is more. Tighter. It happens. Yes. Yeah. Does that same approach that you said about
2: what you focus on is? You'd have to test to see, but normally I feel like the hair is, in terms of the thickness porosity all mm-hmm. of that I feel like it's one all the way around I could be wrong on that I'd have to do more research but I think that would be the same okay you just have to apply your products differently okay so like I think you're supposed to focus on a majority of what you have so if you have just like the front of your head is looser but everything else is tighter you would apply your products to suit the tighter part of your head okay okay um, if you have one patch of tight curls and everything else is looser, then you apply it as if everything is loose. Okay. Oh, but also I wanted to say less is also more. So like girls be out here mixing up avocados and honey and eggs and all that. I, mm, no, buy Yo. products that are formulated, Basically, um, formulated products work a lot more than that ripe avocado you got in your kitchen. Um, Unless you were an expert
0: at it, but... Uh, not
2: even. Because, listen, my hairstylist, mm-hmm. bruh, if I told her I was whipping up an avocado, she'd beat me with the avocado. <laughs>
0: That's Reese, by the like, Yes.
2: <laughs> Style by Reese, don't play that. It's like She's she gives you too. a She's list amazing. of products that she hates and she will tell you less is more. All you need to do is wash it, condition it, moisturize it. That's it. Yeah. So, like, mixing up all them fruits and vegetables, drink them. Um, <laughs> Do not put them on your head. Um. Do not drown your hair in oil. Shea butter. Did you see her post? Bruh. <laughs> if y'all out here putting that raw shea butter on your head. Oh, no. I have, and and don't you go that. see
0: Reese. Don't do that.
2: Don't. Just leave. <laughs> don't even make just, it a point, just, right? pay <laughs> just pay the no-show fee. Just pay the no-show fee. Don't do it.
0: Because that attitude is going to be
2: crazy.
1: So what advice would you give someone who's considering going natural with their hair?
2: Just do it. Um, I wish I would have done that from jump. I I transitioned for like nine months, and then I big chopped. And the crazy thing was my first big chop, I hated it. And it was because my hair didn't curl. It looked like a cotton ball. There were no curls at all. So I had this little this little fluffy thing on my head and I was just so livid because I'm like, this shit is not cute. Like there were no curls at all. But I always tell people like if you're not ready for this kind of commitment, then it's not for you. That's true. Um sometimes the products can be a little pricier. It's a lot pricier than going to get a Dominican blowout. Um not that I you know, I loved my Dominican mommies back in the day, but I'm not sitting in, I'm not sitting in that chair now. Yeah. Um, but it is a little pricier than, um, going to see, like I said, your Dominican mommy. Yeah. So if you're not ready for that kind of commitment and it doesn't suit your lifestyle in terms of the maintenance that you have to do, don't do it. Don't. But other than that, if you can get around, you know, doing a wash and go, you may not like it, but you have to tweak a couple of things or you want overall health. With your hair and things like that. I know people have gone natural because they've had scalp issues or, mm-hmm. it, you know, things like that. If you can get around all of that, then I would say do it. For me, I like the versatility of it. I feel like I get more reactions of having curly hair than having um, when my hair is straightened. It's like I feel like I'm invisible mm-hmm. when, now when my hair is straightened. But I know that if I'm rocking something like this or so I have, like, my really big puff, yeah. everybody's going to be like, how you do that? <laughs> what did you use? Can We're I at, touch it? Can I touch <laughs> it? And then I'd be out here talking about, what are Just doing? play that salon song real quick. Don't touch my hair. Hold that. But other than that, it's like when I have when my hair is straight, I, I just feel like I, I blend in. No, that's like, true. So. Definitely but if true. you can, like I said, put up with the commitment and you know pay to go get your hair trimmed and treated on time, do it. Like I said, I love it's versatile it's versatile. It's very versatile, and a lot of people don't think that it is. But um, our stylist Reese, she can tightest texture. She can get it to lay like silk. Like, trust me. It's like, you have to do your research, and you have to. You I mean, know, it's a lot of information out there, yeah. so
0: it's like it can be overwhelming.
2: With the information that you're getting, you definitely want to make sure that it's from a good source. That too, because there are some people that will put out information, and it just be wrong, wrong, and wronger. Mm-hmm. That's It'd be the so wrong true. stuff.
0: It is very true. And also stick to one. If you're going to be following someone to get information, kind of stick to one. I know when I started out, I did multiple people. And I was like, this is Mm. way too overwhelming. It's a lot. It's too much. And I was just doing the bare minimum. Minimum. And people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, look cute. I was like, it was a wash and go. But thank (laughs) you. Thank you. Because it was a struggle. But um, I'm glad you spoke about when you first cut your hair Mm. and then what that experience was like. And I feel like for women, it's like a a realization of like, am I being defined through my hair? Is Mm -hmm. my hair defining me? Am I standing out on my own? And just in regards to that... Do you think that you're living up to your own beauty standards or what society puts on you?
2: What my standards are for myself, I straighten my hair when I want to. I don't straighten my hair because somebody else suggested it. Like People really go into panic attacks if they have a job interview and they're like, well, what am I supposed to do with my hair? I'm like, girl, you better put your puff in, you better fluff it, and you better go. And they're like, is that accepted? I'm like, girl, why you care? Because when Sarah comes in there with her her Brazilian blowout, Sarah doesn't care.
0: <laughs> and a bundle. So she and and her, her like bundle, she not right? Exactly. <laughs> so like She's not tracks. So it's like, try.
2: they don't care. So it's like, why are you going so hard about it? Put it in a puff or do a fresh twist out or a wash and go if you know how to do one really well and go about your business. Yeah. But other than that, like I said, I straighten my hair when I want to and usually that's only a couple of times d- throughout the year, excuse me. Normally when I get a haircut, that's when I straighten my hair. Other than that, Unless I'm really feeling like, ooh, girl, I know I got some length now, so I need this blowout. Other than that, it's like, no. Um, I color my hair when I want to, the colors that I want to. Um, Yeah. What about in
0: regards to makeup as well?
2: Makeup, it's like I follow... I wouldn't say the trends per se because I'm not out here with the squiggly eyebrow shebang. Mm-hmm. But, but that's like a thing now? it was okay. la- last oh, like- <laughs> year. That was a thing. But um and it was like it's I feel like people take a lot out of makeup. Like it's still an art form, so people have fun with it. I'm yeah. not mad at that, but I'm not that's not my thing. Basically. Um, but like I follow along with the makeup shebangs, like the contouring and all of that stuff. But other than that, when I don't feel like putting on makeup, I don't put on makeup on. when I want to wear makeup, but I don't feel like doing the full whatever, whatever, I put my concealer on. I might put a sheer foundation on, some powder, a little bit of mascara just so that I look awake. Mm -hmm. And I fill in my brows and that's pretty Mm -hmm. much it. And then even then it's like some days like today my eyebrows are a little bushier than normal Mm -hmm. because I brushed them up. Other days they're like really polished and really dark and like yeah. the Instagram brow kind of thing. Okay. Um, but other than that, I you know, whatever my standard is for myself, that's what I go go with. If I feel that it looks good, then that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Okay. So.
0: And now that you're in this industry and you do makeup and your hair, you're gorgeous by the way. Thanks, and I know people perceive you on the outside. like, You perfect. You Girl, ain't got no. I'll be insecurity. falling apart. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> like, falling apart on the inside. She's amazing. Like and I'm glad that you actually own up to it. So mm-hmm. what insecurities have you had along the way and how
2: have you coped with them? For one, a lot of people don't see it, but my teeth. I honest, I hate my teeth. The two front, bye. first of all, bye. my two front yeah, teeth show, look like sh- chiclets.
1: This shit's over. Literally. I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm ready to no, end the show because I'm like, the, you have amazing teeth. Thank like, you, are but you, you know what the
2: crazy thing is? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I just went to the dentist earlier this week and my dentist shitted on my life. Like, every time I go, and I have to prep myself for when I go, because I know I'm going to hear the same thing. Oh, your teeth are beautiful, but they're crooked. I know I'm going to hear it every time Mm -hmm. I go. So it's like I I sat in the seat, and I was like, here we go. He was like, yeah, let's open up. Oh, my God, they're beautiful. And in my head, I'm going, but they're crooked, as he's saying it. So it's like my bottom row and my top row, they don't line up. Mm -hmm. If you really look at me, if I smile, you see, like, where it's supposed to be, my bottom row is like over and the top row is over here. Um, One of my teeth up here isn't flush okay. to the rest of my teeth. But if you look at my bottom row, yeah, it, it's crooked. Yeah. So yesterday, yesterday was the second, right? Yeah. yeah. I went to the orthodontist. Okay. So I am treating myself to braces this year. <laughs> I am treating myself to braces this year. Um, that was one thing. I feel like teeth because that's one of the first things yeah. that people see. That's people true. look in your mouth. Because mm-hmm. I know I do it when people be talking. Yeah. People be, yeah, and I be zoomed right in. <laughs> I be like, oh.
1: Mm, Should have
2: flossed earlier today. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and I, you know yeah. things like that. Um Being a smaller woman, people think that body shaming is only for people that are on the opposite end of the spectrum. But there is such thing as body shaming, skinny or smaller women. Okay. And it's annoying when someone goes, oh, you need to eat more. And I'm like, girl, I done cleaned three plates before you got here. What else (laughs) am I going to eat? Yeah. (laughs) What else, what else am I going to eat? eat? Basically. So it's like things like that have been annoying. Um, I've gotten over that now because I put on a little bit of weight, <laughs> But it's like I, it. I still have friends that are slimmer than me. And when people attack them for being so slim, I'm like, how about you mind your fucking business? This is true. I'm like, I've seen this girl eat and I know she could eat three houses and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to mind your business. Um, that's been one thing. The teeth that And I used to be really, like, err about my nose, but I was younger. Okay. And now I just be like, girl, that nose is fine. We just going to contour it a little bit today. We going to fix her up and put a little highlight on the tip and go about our business. (laughs) Other than that, it's like, I feel like the teeth are the biggest thing for me. Okay. So I'm always trying to figure out, all right, am I going to get my teeth whitened today? Or, like, what am I going to do? Or But like I said, I'm treating myself to braces. And then when those bad jammies, when I'm done with those, I'm going to get my teeth professionally whitened and go about my business. Okay.
1: <laughs> Treat yourself.
2: Exactly. My birthday this month. So I was like, yeah, that's what we're doing this, this year. That's what we're doing.
0: Now, I'm glad you're speaking to your insecurities because, like I said, people may perceive you and think mm-hmm. you're perfect and may not understand that there's certain things that actually do bother you and mm-hmm. get to you. Everyone has some form of insecurities, mm-hmm. but living your truth. And be who you are, regardless of the fact. Exactly.
1: But I like the plug right there. I'm Hashtag dead. be who you are. <laughs>
0: I cannot and with him.
1: I, I'm curious. Have you ever gotten that you look like someone? Because there's someone in my head yeah. and it's just like...
0: Yeah. Who's the person?
1: Alicia Keys. Yep. That's I, I'm I'm probably like, the number one. I'm just like waiting for you to like sing a note right now. <laughs> you want to
2: whip out <laughs> a piano too? If, if I sing a note, child, y'all really going to pack this up. Because I cannot hold a note to save my life, but I'm always singing. <laughs> But I've heard that I've looked like Alicia Keys. Someone recently told me Angela Yee. I don't see that one. I don't see that. Um, Angela Yee, Alicia maybe Keys. Maybe with the eyes.
0: But I don't see. It. I really don't.
2: I think half the time it's because I'm pale. And maybe that, pale. Yeah. Because I'm like, like we, I, I don't yeah. see it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Like, I went out and this guy was like, have you ever heard that you look like Alicia Keys? I was like, yeah. He said, Tuh. best start uh, coining off that.
0: Best <laughs> <start> making <laughs> that coin.
2: <laughs> I was like, sir, I will not. I will
0: not. Mess. Yeah. I can't. Well, I'm glad that you spoke about that. And do you incorporate self-care into your daily routine? Like, that's... We're really big on self-care. Meditation, yoga, mm-hmm. um, journal writing, <clears throat> anything of that sort.
2: I mean, I should. I need to. mm mm-hmm. um, We were actually talking about it before you got here. Like, I need to learn when to take a break. And my job, it's it's constant. It's like, I'm always on the phone or on the computer... Looking, you know, looking on Instagram or seeing what's happening on social media and what am I going to do today to, you know, of course, add to that. But I also have to learn when to take that break. Um, one thing I also want to start doing is going to the gym. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Part of it is like, I'm I'm so, which is so funny yeah. because my boyfriend always says like, you're this like, I'm here, like, it's me. But when you say the gym, I'll be like, who goes to the gym by herself? <laughs> i am be thing. shook. Like, I don't like going to the gym because half the time when I go, I feel like a piece of meat. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to go. I want to work that. out. Yeah. I and I, I want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to be standing there doing pull-ups or something like that. And the guy over there, like, checking you talking out. about, I want to use that machine when you done. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, I'm not leaving this one machine. So, we're going to be in here until it closes, okay? Um, that and, like I said, just, I feel like knowing when to take the break is the biggest thing. But I've also, I'm working on changing my diet. Um, I'm trying to cut back on, like, red meat. I love a steak, but I'm trying to cut back burgers, things like that. And I love smoothies. So, usually in the morning, if I don't make, like, an actual breakfast, like, bacon, eggs, anything yeah. like that, I will be in there blending for life. Okay. Like, okay. my mom, I always tell her, like, yo, when you go, mm-hmm. can you pick me up some this some that? Yeah. and that? She's like... What do you do? I said, girl, you put everything in the blender and you push the button. That's what you do. So, like, I'm aside from me changing my diet, I'm trying to, like, encourage my mom and my dad to make certain changes yeah. as well. Like, there are certain things that I've cut out completely. If I'm having fried food, I pick one day out the week. Okay. I eat everything fried on that day if I want. <laughs> Other than that, there are no fries, there's no chicken, none of that. So, okay. like yesterday, I had Popeyes. Okay. That was my fried food day. Okay. So, today, grilling, mm-hmm. steam it, but it's not fried. Okay. Um, I do, I love fruits. Like, I put them in a smoothie, but other than that, it's like there are certain fruits that I could just sit and eat out the container, like blackberries, blueberries, I love. Um, And another friend who's actually like into fitness, I posted like my smoothie recipe, and she was like, "Make sure it's four four fruits and one vegetable." I was like, "Bitch, my <laughs> like, now." I was like, I didn't even know that. She was like, "We trying to change our life, so yes, it has to be four fruits minimum, uh, maximum, and one vegetable." I was like, my mother got some spinach or some kale in here because and we just throw she, it in won't, make, she won't make me hurt her through the messages. <laughs> so, like, um, that's one thing that I'm trying to do as well. But other than that, it's like there are more things that I probably could be doing and mm-hmm. should be doing for myself. But, you know. All
0: right. And since you're an entrepreneur, what is it like building your own brand and maintaining a successful business?
2: It's hard. I'm not going to lie about it. It's very but you hard. you it
0: look so easy, though. Life. yes because i put my my best moments on the <laughs> that, internet that's how you're
2: supposed to do it everybody else knows that i'm falling apart and i look a hot ass mess and i'm crying and and all of that but yeah. you know i put my best moments out there um this year i'm gonna work on being more transparent when things are falling apart because like i said everything is not perfect 100 it's never perfect yeah. but everything is not always good um and how do you... I'm sorry. How do you plan on sharing? Are you going to share that on your YouTube? Probably or? YouTube more so because I feel like it would be easier for me to do on YouTube. And I haven't figured out if I'm going to like disable my comments when I drop this video or whatever it is that I'm going to talk about. But I feel like I'm going to work on being more transparent. But even in my day-to-day because I, I put a lot on Snapchat when I am on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. So it's like I put my ratchet moments on Snapchat and the, you know the mm-hmm. rants and stuff. And then I leave all the clean for Instagram because, you know. That's what it is. That's what a coin yeah. is. <laughs> and I have a lot of brands following me. Yeah. To
1: secure the bag. Gotta secure.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to step in my own way of making yeah. money. I'm never going to do that. Yeah.
1: Take notes, but, people.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's- but it's like, um, like I said, I put like my rant and like when I'm going off about something or mm-hmm. I don't like this, I don't like that, blah, 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 blah. I put that on Snap. And then I'm like, yes, guys, going to an event. <laughs> on instagram okay so it's like i'm like i said i'm gonna work on being more transparent (laughs) (laughs)
1: on the show we talk about a lot of topics Mm. like politics um just what's going on in the news Mm. so i'm sure you've heard a lot about what's been going on with the me too movement Mm -hmm. so like what's been your reaction to that have you been surprised with the all the people that have been coming out Mm. women and men as well like what's been your general like reaction to what's going on with that
2: It's a fucked up situation, but I am happy that it is happening because I feel like when you see a movement like this in the media, I feel like it will give your normal everyday woman the courage to speak out Mm -hmm. about what's happening. Um, I am a little shocked by some of the men that have come out, but at the same time, it's like I'm not surprised either because I feel like we see enough of this in our day to day. Um, I know of course as a woman what I've seen or what I've heard and some of the stuff you be hearing you just be sitting there like you really just said that out loud yeah. like you really just said that you that she was okay with whatever whatever mm-hmm. um, so like I'm really happy that it is happening like I said it's shitty that it had to happen or that it has happened to these people that have been victim to it but at the same time I'm glad that it's happening.
0: on our recent episode we discussed about equal rights and equal pay for women Mm -hmm. and as you know it's coming out that due to the time's up movement Mm -hmm. a lot of women are getting paid to Mm -hmm. less than Mm -hmm. their male counterparts Mm -hmm. (laughs) tracy ellis ross being one of them a part of Mm blackish what is your take on that
2: (laughs) get into it
0: (laughs) um
1: and before you answer i'm just curious and also is that is is that dynamic in the beauty industry as well? Like, are there mm-hmm. men who are doing what you're doing and getting paid mm-hmm. more? So I'm just curious. About um, to get
2: real I haven't seen it on my end, but of course, I follow a lot of people on. Mm-hmm. Well, not a lot, but enough people on Twitter that I'm always seeing something is crossing my timeline. Like, it's funny that we're talking about this now because I think I read it earlier today. A woman. I don't know if she does photography or something, but. She was interested in working with said client and this client said, you know, what do you charge for this? And she gave her rate and they said, why don't we triple it so that we match what men have been asking for? Wow. And it's like the fact that especially women and I'm a, as a black woman, I will Speak say the fact that I have to hack my rates in half or lower my rates significant significantly. To get the gig, you know, knowing that I'm more than qualified for this role or for whatever it is, and I have to slash my rates in half, not even um, about worried about the men in the room, but white women. Mm-hmm. And, sure. you know, I have to lower my rates or whatever it is about myself to make sure that I secure this gig, but... Rebecca comes in and Rebecca says, I charge X amount of money and y'all don't blink about it. But if I say that I charge the same amount as Rebecca, then it's like, well, can we talk about it? And can we negotiate? No, my price is my price. Mm -hmm. So you're either going to come up off the coin or we're going to skip this altogether. Um, So it's, of course, very shitty, especially when you have women that are the integral parts of these programs. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, when I was looking at Blackish, I was looking at it for Tracy Ellis Ross. Hello. I wasn't looking at it for Anthony Anderson. Hello, not that I, not Snacks. that I have a problem with him, but at the same time, it's like to know that she's this main component of this show and she makes up a good portion of this show and she's getting paid le- less than anthony anderson is and won a golden globe Can yeah you speak on it shitty it's shit. like i don't i don't have a better word other than shitty yeah like because that's what it is it's like it's a mess mm-hmm. it's a mess so it's like i feel when your price is your price you stick to it and i've had to do that and like I had a brand reach out to me before and say, you know, hey, we're interested in working with you. You know, what do you charge? First thing I do is go look at their Instagram page. Okay, and I look to see what it is, and it's a sea of white. You do. There, there are no black faces yeah. on this page. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do I fit in? So we already got a problem. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, what you're asking for, this is what I charge. The person CC'd someone else, and they thought that they were going to bully me into doing this project. And he told me, this is better exposure for you than, uh, you need this, basically. This is, this is a good opportunity for you. I said, it's a good opportunity for who? Because I'm not signing on to this in this sea of white that you have, so I'll mm-hmm. go out of my way to make this content that may never get reposted. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Then you want to argue with me about the price that I'm charging, telling, you that, telling me that I'm charging too much. I think that I'm charging a good price. And the funny thing is I'm actually charging less than what I should be charging. Mm-hmm. So like there are um, like softwares and like websites and things like that, that um, a friend of mine put me onto, and she was like, go look at this, this, um, this website. And it'll tell you what you should be charging for your posts. I'm charging way less than what I should be charging, wow. which is crazy. And she's like, you know, she said, I need to get in the habit of, you know, saying like this is what this is. I said, Yes, you do. Yeah. I'm like, granted, my price is is low, but I'm not I'm not backing off of what my price is. Mm-hmm. Cause it's still low, but at the same time, it's good enough for me at the moment okay. until I really blink and I say, All right, bitch, this is this is what we're not doing. Yeah. Like if it's supposed to be double this, mm-hmm. I'm going to get double this. Okay. And then like I said, I've also had some brands that I tell them one thing. And they be like, oh, no, we can do that. And we can do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, girl, you going to pay me four times more than what I'm asking for?
0: As you should get. And
2: they be like, yeah, you're going to be out in the hot sun. You got to get there. Yes. Okay.
0: Secure the bag.
2: <laughs> okay. <No laughs> but it's a mess that, you know.
0: But it does happen in the beauty yeah. industry. Yeah, so absolutely. Absolutely, the board. It's very universal. Yeah. And I'm glad that women Absolutely. are coming out and speaking out about these incidents because we need to talk about it more and <laughs> we need to... Um, what am I trying to say? We need to make sure that women are being properly treated accordingly in regards to payments and what they deserve. And no matter what industry you're in, even if mm-hmm. you're in entertainment, whether you're an Instagram model of some sort mm-hmm. or you not, even if you're working at McDonald's, you still deserve to get an equal pay according to your male counterparts.
2: And the funny thing is that we it's like we have a little circle of influencers that I'm always, you mm-hmm. know, in with somewhere. Um, when we have like these influencer events and we all sit together, that's what we're talking about. As you should. And the funny thing is like one one chick brought up one of our friends, she was like, Listen, if someone reaches out to me and says, you know, how much do you charge for one Instagram post, I give them my price if if this person reaches out to you as well, why don't you hit someone in a circle up and say, hey, did they reach out to you? What did you tell them? She said, then you either tell them the price that I gave them, if your price is lower, or if your price is more, then you tell them what your price is. Wow. She said, this way they can't yeah. go back because they already know they're going to get hit with the same number yeah. across the board. So I was like, I've never thought about that. That's really And smart. part of it is like, I I grew up thinking that my mom always taught me like never discuss your your income your money with your friends Mm -hmm. or like she says like your significant other of course if you're doing taxes together but I've put that behind me so like when something comes up money related I tell my boyfriend like this is what's happening blah 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 what do you think or whatever it is but she always taught me like don't discuss your income with your friends because if you're making more they're gonna be pissed and if they're making more. There's a chance that you might be upset. But I feel like within this industry, it's very important, especially if this is a close group of women that I consider myself to be close and to be friends with, that we should be able to discuss these things in case something like that does come up. Mm-hmm. So that I know not to undercharge, but I can say, oh, this is what I charge. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, damn, three of them already told me that price. Yeah. So they got to know, like, that's the number that that is going to be across the board for whatever it is.
0: Okay. Um, we're going to talk about one last few, you know, how the H&M incident came about with the, boy with the hoodie and everybody kind of was on different sides. Mm-hmm. There was people who wanted to petition and boycott H&M, which put the <laughs> petition together. And there was people that was like, it's not a big deal. Even his mother saying that it's not a mm-hmm. big issue. And were you surprised at all when it happened? And where do you stand on the situation?
2: I was surprised and... I feel like I'm very mixed on this because from photo shoots that I've attended or things that I've seen, what can happen is that they can put one shirt on and then they Photoshop everything else after that. So they'll have one standard shirt. It'll say, happy Friday. Let's say that that's what the shirt says. Mm -hmm. Happy Friday. Then in that same pose, they will Photoshop other shirts onto that that same photo. So that you don't have to go back in and take multiple photos in different shirts. Mm -hmm. And then there's the situation with the H&M case where that was the shirt that they put on him. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like knowing that these photos have to go through multiple people before it reaches the public. Why did not anyone say, you want to think about this for a second? Like, You want to talk about it a little bit before we actually go through with this? And I feel like part of that happens because... There's not any black people in the room. (laughs) Um, Like a lot of these brands aren't diverse behind the scenes, so it's like, how do you expect diversity in the the stuff that they put out? Yeah, because there's there's no person of color in the room saying, I don't like this or. I don't think we should do that. Or maybe we shouldn't go through with this. They don't have that. Yeah. So for them, it's like they put it out and they, they like, Oh, this looks amazing. This looks great. (laughs) And then they get hit with the backlash and then it's like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. We didn't catch that. Mm -hmm. Well, why didn't you catch it? (laughs) Like it's 10 of y'all in the room before this has to meet the public. So why didn't one person catch it?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So it's like, I'm very iffy on this situation because I, It's like the mom was saying, like, it wasn't a big deal. But at the same time, it's like knowing that where the term, how the term, you know, affects people of black people Mm -hmm. in particular. It's like you put this little boy in this shirt. So now this is an image because we know the Internet don't delete shit. Yeah, this is an image that he's going to see at some point down the line. And there's a chance that he may, you know, see this and he might not think anything of it. And then there's a chance that he'll look at his mom and be like. So you wasn't thinking that day. Like, <laughs> your, your brain wasn't working. Like, you thought this was okay. So. No, I'm glad <laughs> you're speaking on it.
0: Because, like, due to the, the um petition and boycotts mm-hmm. and minor riots that's been going on, they did hire a person of color to be One a person. One person? You know how
2: You already Wait, they know. They had
1: a the whole press announcement. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they
0: hired someone um, and she's supposed to be doing good work apparently. Um, so she's a part of we'll the diversity see. panel. So we'll see what happens with that and what they may put out there. That's like
2: the Revolve <laughs> shebang that was happening. So Revolve has like I think a million plus followers or something like that mm-hmm. on Instagram and they did a trip to, I don't even remember what the trip was but everyone on the trip looked the same. It was like 50 Shades of Beige. <laughs> <laughs> 50 Shades of Beige and they it's all looked the same. There wasn't, beige. there wasn't one black woman on the trip and people were really going yeah. in about it because of course you know we do buy I mean I don't but women of color do buy per, make purchases with this brand so it's like you didn't think to include at least one to three black influencers that have high followings. And there were people on this post talking about, well, there aren't that many black influencers with large numbers. And we was pulling out the receipts, bitch. This one got 500000 This one got 1. $1.7 <laughs> This one got... So it was like, you didn't find one person? It's because you wasn't looking for them. 'Cause it's very easy to find them. No, it's true. Very easy. It's very true. So that was that was another
1: I'm mad you said fifty
2: mess. shades of beige. <laughs> 50 that, shades that, of because, beige. Legit, That's legit funny. I'm gonna pull a photo up for you. <laughs> That's last exactly last what it is though. Because it was fifty shades of beige. And right. they haven't uh, and I think they still haven't commented about it. Of course they would not What are they gonna say?
0: We already know what time that is. <laughs> no shade though, just keeping it a hundred. Um, one last question before we wrap up. Yes. So what upcoming products you working on and Want to share with our audience?
2: I'm working on my YouTube this year.
0: Okay, to get to ten thousand followers. Yes,
2: <laughs> I need that. Like, listen, I just hit three thousand the other day, so I was doing a mini crip walk in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I'm like, bro, I I need more subs. Like, it, it's it's critical. Like, I I need more subs. Um, but I'm working on YouTube and. I do have some projects coming up, but I can't. It's fine. That. It's fine. I thought I was going to get a little something out of you.
1: No. And, and definitely let the listeners know where they can find you and where they can connect with you.
2: So you can find me on I'm on every social media that there is to have. Yes, that's me. girl. hey, <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all under yeah. the same handle. It's Curl C U R L S F O F O. The, T-H-E, girls, G-I-R-L-S.
1: And we'll definitely put that in the show notes so they can hit that follow button.
2: Thanks. Is there anything else you want to say to our audience? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure your eyebrows is done before you try to come (laughs) for me. And your um, edges, that's important too. No, because listen, I ain't gel mine down to this. No, so, but I you mean, know. you want to make sure that oh, you have edges. edges. No, I'm just you gotta saying. Have, you got to make sure you, you have, have your yeah. edges before you yeah. cut anybody. <laughs> um, but no, that's pretty much it. Um, You know, give me a follow, send me a message. I'm like My DMs are always open, and I try to tell people that, except for men um my dms are always open so if you do have anything that you want to ask me feel free to you know shoot me a question whatever it is but of course if you do see me in the street please say hi don't send me a message later telling me that you saw me i <laughs> That's hate weird. that i saw you okay
1: okay <laughs> hashtag creepy <laughs> So thank you, Ashley, for joining us. So much. Thank you,
2: thank you, thank
1: you. So once again, guys, thank you for tuning into our show. We really, as always, appreciate the support. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UnapologeticD underscore. And you can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes by searching Unapologetically Different. Stay tuned for next week's episode.
0: Bye.